2023, nearly a quarter million illegal aliens entered the United States every month. Nearly all of these illegals followed the same mass migration trail that starts in Quito, Ecuador, and ends at the U.S. southern border. So, we decided to follow the trail ourselves. Along the way, we discovered secret Chinese staging hotels, crossed through the world's deadliest jungle, embedded with an illegal alien caravan, rode the Mexican train of death, and finally, were kidnapped by the Gulf Cartel, just hundreds of feet from the United States border. This video will expose the entire illegal alien pipeline for what it is, a United Nations weaponized migration agenda masquerading as an organic humanitarian crisis. This agenda directly benefits cartels and human smugglers, exposes the United States to incredible geopolitical threats, and could potentially usher in permanent one-party rule. That's the opening of a brand new video which exposes what's happening at the southern border in a brand new, deeper way. Uh, the These are two brothers. I don't really know their names. I don't think necessarily think they make their names public. They call themselves muckraker, which is an old term from the turn of the century in the United States. These were journalists that revealed uh, uh, corruption. And so these two brothers, as was described, went down to the source traced these trails, these paths that are being followed up into the United States in great detail. And so I want you to hear what they have to say. I want you to hear this. We're going to spend a lot of the show talking about that because as we speak, the Senate is considering a terrible, terrible border bill. While they present it as something that's going to save us and close the border, it's absolutely the opposite of the truth. James Lankford has been the key person on this, along with Chuck Schumer, and I'll say more about that later. But I want you to understand what's going on in D.C. regarding this, and I want you to understand what's happening to our country on the deepest levels. So I hope you'll stay tuned today to hear that. I want to remind you, this is Sandy Rios of Sandy Rios 24-7. You can call us at 662-821-2040, or you can write us at sandy at AFR.net. You can find us on any podcast platform. You can go to sandyreels.com, and you can listen very easily. And, of course, our home mothership is AFR, AmericanFamilyRadio.net, AFR.net. So um, I hope that gives you a good idea. But first, preborns. Life-saving work will continue at a greater level as they fight the abortion giants. And the biggest giant, of course, is Planned Parenthood, who received millions and millions of dollars from taxpayers like you and me. Makes no sense. And yes, you can blame the Republicans for that. But preborn doesn't get any of that kind of funding. Actually, I think that's a good thing because that allows them to do what they're called to do without any compromise. Uh, but preborn stands alone, and they do something that no one else does, and that's provide an ultrasound for a mother who's confused or even considering aborting her baby or not sure if she wants to do that or if she wants to keep it. And, of course, the ultrasound is like magic. It's, of course, not magic. It's truth. It reveals the truth of the little baby in her womb, uh, its features sometimes, its gender. It is the most beautiful beautiful thing. If you're a mom and you see that picture, I know that because it happened to me. And so these ultrasounds are $28 a piece. 
And uh, I know that many of you, many, many, many of you have been giving generously, and of course, they have ongoing needs. And so if you would consider donating to Preborn, I would appreciate that so much. It helps the show, and of course, it saves babies' lives. What what better pairing could there be? You go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. But now, uh, I can't say sit back and relax today. It's a sit back, take your pen and paper, because some things you will want to notate or you'll want to re-listen, because this is very gripping. It's the brothers calling themselves Muckraker and their journey from Ecuador to the border of the United States on today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. The first stop along the route is Ecuador. U.S.-bound illegal aliens from all over the world first fly into the capital city of Quito due to the country's easy entry requirements. From here, aliens begin making their way towards Colombia. In the Ecuadorian border town of Tolkien, dozens of government and non-government organizations offer aid and instructions on how to navigate the mass migration trail. This map, provided by the United Nations, shows all of the migration-related organizations in Tolkien. Aliens receive aid in the form of legal assistance, food packages, healthcare, maps, and more. Some of this aid is incredibly bizarre. The United Nations International Organization of Migration, IOM for short, hands out pamphlets detailing how to put on a condom. It is clear that the intent of these organizations is to direct the masses of illegal aliens to the United States. Consider this map, which shows the route from Colombia to the United States, and marks 12 U.S. border crossing points with flags. Many similar maps are distributed by other organizations. This map, distributed by the Red Cross, shows the route from Panama to the United States in painstaking detail. On the back of the map, Illegal aliens are encouraged to ride on top of freight trains to reach the United States border. It's worth noting that these maps direct aliens into incredibly dangerous territory, such as the Darien Gap or cartel-controlled areas of Mexico. If this mass migration program were truly for humanitarian purposes, venturing into such territories would be discouraged. Not only are aliens risking their lives by following these instructions, but the United Nations is indirectly helping organized crime earn untold amounts of money by sending millions of people their way to be smuggled. These same criminal organizations notoriously rape women, rob innocent people, and execute their enemies. After crossing into Colombia from Ecuador, the next stop along the route is the city of Pasto. It was here that we discovered a secret staging point for Chinese illegal aliens headed to the United States. So right now we are in Colombia at the Cabanas Rio Mayo Hotel, 
and this hotel that we stumbled upon by accident is a major hub, a major transit point meeting place for Chinese foreign nationals that are on their way to the United States. And last night when we were here, we were eating at this hotel restaurant and we were the only uh, foreigners that were not Chinese. I mean, the, literally the entire hotel is just Chinese foreigners. Uh, we spoke with the hotel staff here and they confirmed that. And while there are some women and children, it's mostly military-aged males. There's some right behind me right now, actually. One thing to note is that among all of the foreign nationals that are entering the United States illegally, the Chinese are among the most well-funded and the most sophisticated in the way they go about getting to the United States. Whereas the Venezuelans, for example, are very poor. They just trek up to the United States on foot in mass caravans. Uh, they don't have much money. Uh, the Chinese are very well funded. They're the ones that are taking planes. This is we're right across the street from an airport right now. And they also have established networks. And this hotel that we're at is proof of that. It's all Chinese and for some reason they all know to come here. It's because they are in direct communication. People that are further up the trail or that have made it to the United States are telling people that are on their way, hey, this is a hotel that's safe for you. Uh, we also found we were staying at this hotel, you know, they're expecting Chinese. You can see a lot of the writings, a lot of the signs in this hotel are written in Chinese. Again, this is further proof that it's not by accident, it's not just some sort of one-off occasion that there's all of these Chinese nationals here at this point. This is a known hub, a known meeting place for Chinese that are in transit on their way to the United States. We spoke with a Chinese national who's staying here right now, who's going to be trekking through the Darien Gap and going up to the United States. His destination is either New York or Los Angeles, and he told us that there are definitively Chinese spies in the United States. Are the Chinese police in the United States? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you worried that the Chinese police can find you in the United States? Yeah. Yeah? I'm afraid. It is worth noting that this is not the only such hotel along the route. Another Chinese hotel was located in the town of Copper Ghana on the outskirts of the Darien Gap. This hotel was secluded in the woods, away from any busy road. We were only able to snap a quick video of this hotel before the Colombian police told us to stop filming. Our last stop in Colombia was the coastal town of Nicocli. This is one of the last stops for illegal aliens before they enter the Darien Gap. All right guys, so right now I am in Nicocli, Colombia. This is a critical staging point where illegals from all over the world converge at. They stop in Nicocli, they buy various types of equipment here, they buy camping gear, boots, knives, everything else. And there are so many illegal aliens converging on this town daily that a large portion of this town's economy has now been centered around selling these illegal aliens gear in order to uh, cross into the jungle and survive. And even right now, there's people walking around with baskets selling gear to these people, right here. See, chaos. La linterna? linterna. Uh, ¿Cuánto cuesta la linterna? 25. 25? Mm -hmm. ¿Y cuánto cuesta aquí? 5,000. 5,000? Ok, bueno, bueno, bueno. ¿Y para el teléfono, sí? 5,000. 5,000. Ok, bueno, bueno. And you also have various NGOs that are here as well that are just, you know, giving people basically instructions and uh, whatever other information they might need to make the journey successfully. You can see right here. So, Right 
That's Spanish. The OIM is what it says on his vest. That's Spanish for the IOM, the International Organization of Migration. That's the migration arm of the United Nations. You can see here that he was kind of trying to turn away. He didn't really want to be in a camera. Tienes que preguntar primero antes de grabar a las personas, por favor. Repite. Ask me. Oh, permission. So that's what's going on. He's from the OIM. That's the United Nations out here giving all sorts of aid. Um, and then you have illegal aliens from all over the world that are about to get onto boats and go into the jungle. This is what it looks like. Hey, China, you guys from China? Hey, Adan de Vaz. Hey, Adan de Vaz. Estados Unidos, bro. Estados Unidos. Que país? No, Adan de. Venezuela. Venezuela. Vaz, Estados Unidos. See? Even Venezuela. You go Amer uh, America. Yeah. Well, this is Sandy Rios, and you're listening to Sandy Rios 24-7, but what you're listening to is a brand-new video by Muckraker. It's a brother, Anthony Rubin, and his brother who are traveling uh, from Ecuador up into the United States. They're following the path with the millions of illegal immigrants that are coming into our country, pouring across the border. How is that happening? And I think the three things I want to emphasize is as they are in traveling with them, they find out that American NGOs are involved in helping, passing out maps, giving food, health care. It starts in Ecuador. Uh, and the U UN is funding much of this, the International Organization for Migration, the IOM. You caught in one of those uh, little short segments that one guy had a T-shirt on that set, had the, the Spanish version of IOM and was very upset that Anthony Rubin uh, was filming him. So you heard that exchange. Uh, so, And you also learned that the Chinese are pouring in. They have their own special hotels. They are well-funded. They are guarded so that you can't go into their uh, enclave. Uh, that Just think about that. I won't say any more right now, but uh, next step, they enter the Darien Gap. And that is probably one of the most dangerous parts, at least at this point, of this very long journey. So let me just tell you, muckraker.com is where you can see this entire video. And I commend it to you, but we're going to continue listening as Anthony Rubin, the muckraker, takes us through the Darien Pass. After Nicopoli, the next stop along the route is the Darien Gap, the lawless stretch of jungle connecting North and South America, where illegal aliens are frequently raped, robbed, or killed. The Darien Gap has three entry points, Akandi, Copper Gana, and Coreto. Unlike Akandi and Copper Gana, which are in Colombia, Coreto is in Panama. Illegal aliens are required to pay human smugglers for a boat ride in order to access this route. The Akandi and Copper Gana routes, often chosen by poor illegal aliens, are notorious for incidents of violence and fatalities. Treks through these routes can last up to five days, and are done without much guided assistance. The Coreto route, though still dangerous, offers a shorter journey of only two days, with guides leading aliens through the jungle. This reduces the risk of criminal encounters, but the added safety and smuggling fee to get from Colombia into Panama by boat make the Coreto route more expensive. This route is preferred by wealthier, special interest aliens, such as the Chinese. Coreto itself is a primitive village, composed of simple huts, and is a community largely disconnected from the modern world. It serves as a landing point and staging place for illegal aliens before they enter the gap. 
China, welcome a Carreto, Indian. Okay, welcome Carreto, Indian. Syria, India, India. India, saludo, welcome. Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Okay, Bangladesh. India. Indian. Venezuela. Oh, bien. So we're about to depart right now, and we're in our group. There's about 20 to 30 people in each group. This is our group right here. Those are the other groups. And we've just been given a ticket. This is a ticket here. We're about to enter the jungle. Right, we just entered the jungle. We're starting our trek through the Darien Gap. Here we go. Right now, I'm ringing out all my. There are a bunch of streams along the Darien Gap, and they're pretty unavoidable. The last few hours we've been wading through mud like this and this just shows you how if you're underprepared in your footwear like we are I mean we're wearing $200 hiking boots right now but this is not the proper foot attire for this type of terrain and so our feet are absolutely drenched right now totally <clears throat> soaked with water and mud and this is how you get trench foot and your feet basically just start falling apart and uh anyway, it just goes to show people come into this jungle they don't realize what they're getting themselves into and then before you know it you know they're two days in three days and four days in their feet start falling apart they can't make it out and nobody's going to save them and they die in their tent Okay, so we're like seven hours into the hike so far and it's very clear how people drop dead in this hike right now we're even taking the easier route from Coreto. if you're taking one of the harder routes from Akandi or Copper Gana, which is like four or five days to get through the jungle it's so crystal clear how people are just dropping dead left and right there's mud there's people backed up if you get a waterborne illness if you hurt yourself somehow there's actually zero way that you're going to get out of this jungle unless you could somehow pull yourself out, which is just not going to happen. And then add to that danger, people attacking you, uh, criminals on the route. We've already seen very sketchy people walking by with, you know, machetes. We saw a guy with a rifle, people coming up to us, asking us about our bags. Extremely dangerous. Children walking by crying, like right here. Um, this is the Trail of Tears. 
And so, again, we're only seven hours in, people are still fresh. Imagine if you're 17 hours in or 27 hours in, people just start dropping. So that's it, we're gonna keep going. We got a few hours left in the day, and then we're gonna call it. inside the Darien Gap. This is day number two. We're just filtering out some water here. Uh, last night was absolutely disgusting. We stayed in a jungle slum, which was just trash and shit and piss. Uh, the most disgusting place you can imagine. With little five by five clearings where people posted up tents uh, so they could just take refuge from the most putrid odors of human excrement and rotting waste. Um, here we are. Just trying to get enough water to last the day. Um, we're trying to keep this filter on the DL because people walking by us are desperate. They don't have any water of their own. We got people walking up to us asking if they have any water. Uh, I can't sit here and pump water all day for people, so I'm handing them water pills. But there's people right here walking. Hey, amigo. Hey, que país? What country? What country? India. 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 You go America? You go? Yes, yes. Okay. Good luck. So there you go. We're in the Darien Gap, day number two. Um, just trying to stay alive. Why do you like Joe Biden? Joe Biden is a nice guy. You see he opened the border for all the countries. Yeah. That's oh, so they like you like him because of, he opened yeah, the border. Because you see, there is a poor country around the Maca, so they're just coming to visit and yeah. for their job. Okay. <clears throat> We're inside the Darien Gap. It's day two. We're about six or seven hours in on the day. Right now, it's pouring rain. Uh, we've been filming. And the guides here, the Embora Indian guides, do not like that I have my camera. We're getting some really unfriendly looks from them. We just started getting them now. Uh, they've been a little bit suspicious of, of us all day, but now they saw me take out my camera and I don't think they like it very much. So um, we're just gonna have to hope for the best. They were telling me that, hey, you. That's one of the guides right there. Actually, we just gotta be careful because these guides do carry weapons on them. They do carry pistols in their bags. And if they wanna do something, I mean, if they wanna rob me or take my camera or do something worse, they could do it with no consequences. So this is where we're at, the Darien Gap jungle, the lawless stretch of land connecting North and South America. <clears throat> and it's probably about three hours until we reach next camp. After illegal aliens exit the Darien Gap and enter Panama, they are transported out of the jungle by Paragua boats and buses and moved into Panamanian refugee camps. 
Amigos, what country? No, 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 no. 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 What country? No, no. Why? What country? No, no. You from Syria? No. no. Hey, well, why is it a big secret? I don't know, boss. What's the problem? No. Why not? No. Whoa, what's the problem? No. You guys from Syria? You guys okay? It is here that illegal aliens are processed and given the aid and instructions necessary to continue their journey to the United States. So-called migration route maps can be found everywhere. The same UN-affiliated organizations seen earlier along the route also have a presence inside these Panamanian camps. A few on the scene include OIM, Red Cross, UNICEF, HIAS, European Union, Doctors Without Borders, UNHCR, and the Norwegian Refugee Council. From these camps, illegals are put onto buses and shuttled northward to Costa Rica. From here, illegals ride buses across Nicaragua, Honduras, and Guatemala until they reach the border of Mexico. We travel to the Guatemalan border town of Tecunumán, where human smugglers, most likely affiliated with the Sinaloa cartel, charged us $125 each to be smuggled into Mexico. After crossing into Mexico, we embedded with a massive illegal alien caravan and headed towards Mexico City. The caravan was highly organized. Leaders in the front carried a large banner and a crucifix that read, Contención es mi muerte, containment is my death, a propaganda message implying that not allowing open borders will result in their deaths. The group responsible for organizing this caravan, and many others like it, is Pueblo Sin Fronteras, People Without Borders. The group has released anti-American statements, such as one on November 26, 2018, which said that the United States systematically deprives asylum seekers of their liberty, separates families, and often deports people to their death. Ironically, one of the leaders of Pueblo Sin Fronteras is Irenio Mujica, a United States citizen. The group has also received the support of radical left extremists who have helped fundraise for the organization. So this morning we left Palomares, Mexico, and we're walking towards San Martin with a massive caravan behind us. There's about 2,000 people in this group, and uh, we've been walking for about four hours. We have at least that much more time before we get to the destination. Le gusta Presidente Biden, por qué? Biden por todos? Sí. No, pero por, ¿por qué los migrantes le gusta Biden? Porque Biden apoya, él apoya a los inmigrantes. Es un mejor presidente de Trump. ¿Tu opinión de Trump? Trump no sirve. Trump no quiere a los inmigrantes. Ok. Y la elección uh, en uh, 2024. ¿Es posible Biden y Trump? ¿Sí? Van a ser los contrincantes de pero Biden va para adelante otra vez. Tiene que ganar, porque ha ayudado mucho y Dios tiene que bendecirlo. Ajá. So, so, so todos los migrantes, uh, ¿cómo se dice? ¿Cómo, se, ¿Cómo todos los migrantes apoyen al presidente Biden en la elección? Sí. After Mexico City, 
we travel to Irapuato. It is here that the NGO Amigos del Tren distributes train route maps and aids illegal aliens in riding the train of death, also known as the Beast Train. At around 1 a.m., conductors intentionally stop the train about one mile from the NGO, and cartel members assist in the boarding process. Okay, so we're sitting right now at the side of the train tracks. A couple more hours we're going on the train, and I am coming down with something nasty. I've been feeling pretty sick for the last 24, 48 hours-ish, and now it's just starting to hit me like a ton of bricks, but we're going to push through. Uh, all around us, we have uh, illegal aliens who are going to get on the train with us. Hey, que país, amigo? Guatemala. 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 Si? Guatemala. Guatemala. Colombia. 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 See, there's more people showing up here. <clears throat> anyway, that's the situation out here, so. Another hour or two, we're on the train, and we're going north. Okay, so right now we're standing outside the train of death. We are just on the outskirts of the city of Lyon, and what's happened is our train has broken down. We're all standing outside of the train now. Something apparently happened to the conductor, and we have no idea if we're going to be stuck here for an hour or 10 hours or a day or multiple days. So we're going to start walking, and this territory is controlled by criminal elements, and we're not too sure what's going to happen. We start walking here, but we're making the executive call to just go for it. After we made it to the city of Lyon, we took a bus to the border town of Matamoros, and then took a taxi to Playa Baghdad. It was here that we began the final part of our journey, crossing into the United States. Okay, so right now we are at Playa Baghdad. This is south of Boca del Rio Bravo, which is gonna be the place from which we attempt to cross into the United States. Uh, you can see the weather today is absolutely nasty. It's been storming and raining out, so we just got to hope that we don't run into some sort of rip current or lose our bags in the process here. We're going to be walking a few miles, maybe more, down this beach in order to get there, and hopefully we don't get picked up by human smugglers along the way. As you know, Anthony uh, and Josh's brother from muckraker.com got kidnapped yesterday. They were stopped by members of the Mexican drug cartel because in this area of the U.S.-Mexico border, it's the cartel who rules, not America. Earlier this week, the, you were kidnapped, I understand, at gunpoint by the Gulf cartel. Uh, you and I believe your brother, correct, were allegedly bounded, blindfolded, and forced to sit on your knees. This all happened by the Rio Grande. Well, Sandy Rios back with you on Sandy Rios 24-7. And that, of course, was Anthony Rubin and his brother, Josh, uh, who have, uh, according to the story and according to their story from this new video, which is fascinating, by the way, and I want to make sure I give them credit, please go to muckraker.com and you can watch the full video and you can share it with people. And honestly, if you are moved, so, you know, they took this long trek uh, from Ecuador all the way into the United States. They do finally end up in the United States after being uh, kidnapped by the cartel. And they tell the rest of that story in their video. You go to muckraker.com and you can see the full thing. And I just uh, can't say enough about it. I think we've learned some important things from that. 
And so, um, again, muckraker.com, Anthony and Joshua Rubin, uh, their journey from Ecuador up and along with the immigrants, up all of those paths that are mapped out by the UN and by American NGOs, it is just jaw-dropping. All kinds of nationalities, Chinese hotels, uh, this is something that you will want to know and you will want to share with your friends. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. All right, Sandy, back with you. You know, uh, actually, when it comes to life and the issue of uh, taking the life of babies in utero, uh, there is one answer, and I don't, I'm not sure it's legislative anymore, and that's you. That's you helping the work of preborn, who provide ultrasounds for moms who are not sure if they want to carry a baby to term or if they want to terminate its life. Uh, but once the mom sees that beautiful video of their tiny little baby, often you know, with features like them or the father of the child or the sucking thumb or the gender, they see these things and then they can't bring themselves to terminate. At least somewhere between 50 to 70% cannot bring themselves to do that. If you want to help, it's $28 for one ultrasound. Just go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. Of course, you know you can give more than $28, but that's something. 28 is something most of you I hope you can still afford that amount just for your own sake. Uh, but if you can give uh, more than that, that would be wonderful. Preborn.com slash Sandy. The crisis has literally never been worse. This is the reality as the Senate begins careful consideration of the border security agreement announced last night. The gaping hole in our nation's sovereign borders on President Biden's watch is not going to heal itself. And the crater of American credibility after three years of the president's foreign policy will not repair itself either. Today, our adversaries are emboldened as terrorists and authoritarian thugs challenge the strongest military in the world. Our commander-in-chief is hesitant, hesitant and self-deterred. It's long past time for the president to demonstrate more resolve and start imposing decisive costs on those who dare to attack, attack America. And it's now time for Congress to take action on supplemental national security legislation that finally meets those challenges head on. I've spoken at length for months about the urgent need to invest in American hard power, stand with our allies, and start showing our adversaries that the world's foremost superpower intends to start acting like one again. My colleagues know where I stand. They know as well as I do that American adversaries in Moscow, Beijing, and Tehran are working together to undermine us. And they know that the time has finally come for the Senate to respond with strength. The national security legislation we're preparing to take up will invest heavily in the capabilities and capacity of America and our allies need to regain the upper hand over this emerging axis of authoritarians. Make no mistake, the gauntlet has been thrown, and America needs to pick it up. All right. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen is the voice of the leader of the opposition, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. That uh, It goes without saying that 
uh, many would say he sounds a lot like Joe Biden, doesn't he? Same kind of aging incapacity. No ability to face the threats that we're facing. We just talked a great deal about what's happening in the border, what's happening with Americans, uh, American entities cooperating, making this possible to undermine our national sovereignty. And this is the voice of the opposition. Now, to be clear, the Senate has, uh, just so you know, what's actually happened, Mitch McConnell, and that's the vo- it was the voice of Mitch McConnell, tasked James Lankford, the senator from Oklahoma, to work with Chuck Schumer to create a border security bill. So they've been working on it for weeks, except they did what they always do. They do it in a closed room by themselves. Uh, no one else really knowing what it says. No senators, no congressmen actually in on the details. So the details were released on Sunday night. And it is a disaster. So the Senate is uh, scheduled to vote on this this week. We think they have to have 60 votes to reach cloture in order to vote for this bill. So Chuck Schumer says this. He says, the $64,000 question, can senators drown out the outside noise, drown out people like Donald Trump who want chaos and do the right thing for America? We must lead America forward with the emergency national security bill. That's his position, there's a lot more to say, but I've asked Bruce to join me. Bruce, uh, Mike Lee has been one of the chief opponents of this bill and the most articulate, best street fighter on this. Can you just give us an idea of why, what's so bad about this bill? Senator Lee has come up with a list that he calls his dirty dozen, and that's just an overview of this border deal. Uh, but just looking at the dozen, the things that stick out in my mind is this will codify, in, in other words, make it legal to have catch and release. You have to understand that when you have catch and release, that means people that are apprehended at the border that are illegally trying to come into this country are just let go. And they're, quote, unquote, given a court date. And the court date it could be up to 10 years from now. Oh, we want you to come back in 10 years, and then we'll decide whether or not you're going to be allowed to stay. Do you think any of those people will be deported? No, no. It's it's just it's just a, a sleight of hand to give a person amnesty to come into this country. Um, also, if you do the math, this is this is the part that I think blows people away if they sit and do it. The uh, secretary, um, who would be Mayorkas right now, uh, unless he's impeached, is allowed to admit up to five thousand illegal immigrants. Per day, per day, up to 5,000. Per day, yeah. So wait, this is the border security bill. This is the they security. Say, oh, no, we'll just let 5,000 in per, yeah. per day. It's like per we'll, day. we'll let people continue doing illegal things. We just won't quite let as many as before. And if you do the math, if you multiply 5,000 illegals per day times 365, it's 1,000,000. 800,000, almost 2 million people, because you have to remember, this is the people they encounter. This does not even account for the people that they call gotaways, which are people that the the Border Patrol cannot apprehend. They get in on their own. And we have no idea how many of those there are. Let me, you know, uh, Babylon Bee is always, uh, you know, coming up with things that are clever. So here's their headline. This is their uh, tongue-in-cheek story. In a landmark compromise between Democrats and Republicans, the Senate is set to vote on a new anti-murder bill that will limit the allowed murders to only 5,000 per day. <laughs> and then they go on to say, the bill will also send $60 billion to re- Ukraine, $15 billion to Israel, and another 
a hundred billion to Iran. I mean, we're laughing, but yeah. but think about that. That is very applicable to what is going on if this bill passes. We're yeah. basically winking, and not only winking at, but encouraging people to come here because they can still come to the United States illegally. They just have to be one of those people that gets in the day, in the in the border that day. Bruce, let's just talk for a second, because I think uh, James Langford, of course, has been working with Schumer. Schumer is thrilled uh, that the the Democrats are taking another victory lap, as they always do. But a lot of things have happened since the bill's text was released on Sunday night. I remember Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, has said, it's no way they will not vote on it. There's no way. It's It's dead on arrival in the House of Representatives. Let me just say, the House of Representatives passed a great bill. It's called HR2. That's the name of it, the number of it. And it is a real border security bill written by serious-minded people. That's what the House, they voted on it. I think almost 100% of the members of the Republican caucus in the House voted on that bill several months ago. And the Senate has refused to vote on it. And of course, that's Schumer. And it's also McConnell. So now, um, you know, part of the funding that they're they're wanting to pass pass through is Funding for Ukraine. And I want to add another side story here that I just picked up this morning. There's a a reporter who's very well-known named Seymour Hirsch, and he's reporting that CIA Director Burns, that's the current CIA director, went to Ukraine and warned Zelensky to stop stealing so much money. Uh, He also said that Zelensky's subordinates are upset that Zelensky was taking too large a cut of the spoils. So this is what... This is behind the scenes what's happening is they lobby for more money for Ukraine. And the other ironic part of that is that if you look at the numbers in this bill, there's four times the number of dollars going to the Ukraine aid than there is to this border bill. This really is not a border bill. This is a Ukraine bill that is disguised as a border bill. And, you know, this whole border thing is a red herring to begin with. Biden already has the statutory authority that he can close the border at any time to a group of people or any groups of people that are deemed a a threat or a danger to the country. He doesn't have to go to anyone else for um, permission to do this. So when he stands up there and yells that I can't do anything because I need money because I don't have the authority to do this, that is a total lie. Yeah, it's a total lie. Uh, and yet, of course, he he will not. Um, he's excited. He's already said he will he will sign this bill if oh, the Senate passes it. But now here's the drama. I just want to tell you people something personal here. It's not it is personal, but not personal, uh, because conservatives and many of them actually are friends of mine. I'm so proud of it. That's why I'm mentioning it. Um, Rosemary Jenks has been a friend of mine for years. She's the founder of Immigration Accountability, Accountability Project. They got um, the text on this at least the skinny on this bill before it was released on Sunday night. And they created a graphic that they, uh, they got to Fox and Fox started showing it. And of course, uh, among other things, it said 5,000 illegal immigrants allowed per day across the border. And that's what started this buzz. This like, what, what are you kidding me? This is what McConnell and James Langford are pushing. And Langford continued to deny the things that Rosemary and her group, the International Immigration Accountability Project, were claiming were in the bill. But the bill came out Sunday night, and uh, Mike Johnson said, the Speaker of the House, it was worse than they even anticipated. 
So there's a lot of things going on now. Uh, another uh, person that uh, he's Mike Lee's uh, legislative director, Ryan Newhouse, who was, I know my, Ryan, he's a champion. He spoke up according to sources, Washington Examiner's reporting it. He spoke up uh, in the, among the staffers of the Senate and just laid them out over this bill. Caused quite a dust up. But now what's happening, Bruce, is many of them are pulling back. And actually McConnell is saying now he's, he's not so sure he's going to call for that or he's going to uh, – and so now Langford is also backing up saying he's not sure he's going to call for the vote, in other words, for cloture, because it might not pass. Now that doesn't mean it won't uh, because they just, they just need, I think, nine – Democrats need nine Republicans to vote with them. And who knows about those senators? Well, you know, Sandy, if you think about what actually worked in the past, uh, under the Trump administration, I think the two pillars of the immigration policy that worked were remain in Mexico. In other words, people could were not allowed across the border into the United States um, until their cases were adjudicated. Because once somebody actually gets physically within the border, uh, especially under this administration, they're going to be staying here. And it remain in Mexico meant your case was adjudicated, and if you didn't uh, qualify for asylum, you were not admitted into the country. But the other thing, and I think this is what you really have to look at at the bill, this is how disingenuous it is. Funding the wall, when, when uh, the Trump administration put up the wall, the numbers of illegals dropped dramatically. Now, people that wrote this bill will stand up there and say, Oh, no, we're giving money for the wall. We're, built, we're giving $650 million to build a wall. But here's the way it's given. The, that $650 million has already been allocated earlier for the wall. So what this is doing is it's replacing that money, and it's moving that money. It's deferring that money till 2028. Oh, that'll help. Yeah, so no wall can be built using any of this money until 2020. It's a great bill. It's a great bill. I mean, really, I want you to know what your uh, senators just did. And Langford, uh, his hands are dirty on this, I'm telling you. I know he's getting a lot of hits in his home state, and he should, because this is inexcusable. And he continued to deny the things that uh, Rosemary and her group and others, as they learned about it, that the bill actually said what it said. I want to say one other thing that stopped the, that helped Trump close down that border was almost completely was Title 42, and that was the removal of people who uh, have a communicable disease, and that was after COVID. So they kept millions of people out because of that ruling. And Biden lifted that ruling almost as executive order almost as soon as he was elected. So, well, all right. So here's two things to learn. First of all, we are in danger. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in terrific danger. The second thing is the Senate, the leadership, the Republican, and the Democratic leadership is corrupt. Uh, and they don't have America's best interests at heart. But then you knew that, right? But here's the, here's the real nut for me. Conservatives, through media and their influence and their determination and their grit and love of country, have broken through, I think. Now, we'll see what happens on this vote. They've broken through. They've managed to do tremendous damage uh, to the, uh, uh, the ability for this bill to pass. And that's something to celebrate. Because, um, because, ladies and gentlemen, we have nothing else but each other, those of us that love this country. The, the federal government is not our friend right now. And so the fact that we've been able to bro- break through this and actually put you know, a cog in the works is something to celebrate. Now, 
We can't back off. So I'm going to suggest to each of you that you call your senator when you hear this broadcast. Call your senator and tell them to vote against the Senate border bill. Simple as that. Vote against it. It's a terrible bill. Vote, Vote against the Senate border bill. Always be polite, but you can be firm and angry, even if you like, because I think that this is a case where that's called for. But they do need to hear from you. Bruce, any last thoughts? Well, I think that what you just said is the most important thing, is people are actually uh, having an effect on this bill. Yes. Because if you look how this bill was laid out, they brought it out late on Friday night, and they were going to vote on it immediately after the 72-hour um, yeah, quickly before period, anybody yeah. had a chance to read it. Before That's how anybody it could read it. Mm-hmm. And you know, when they're doing business like that, there are all kinds of things in that bill that are horrible. And again, remember, this is not a border security bill. This is a Ukraine aid bill with a little bit of border language tacked onto it, yeah. but bad border language. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, honey, thank you very much. Well, thank you for listening today. I hope that you've learned a great deal. Uh, even if you, I just hope that you've learned things. So you have perspective as you talk to your friends and neighbors. I want to remind you that you can call us anytime at 662-821-2040 and uh, leave a message. And we love those messages. We love to hear what you think. And you can email us at sandy at net. I want to remind you that we've revamped and kind of improved our website, which is sandyrios.com. It has lots of information on there. You can sign up for our mailing list. You can find out where I'm going to be, um, uh, television and otherwise. We'll try to get that up on the website. Also, I want to remind you that <laughs> I have a new book. Uh, uh, it's a God's Velvet Hammer, and it's coming out on February the 14th, but you can pre-order it now from Amazon. And so um, we'll be talking again more about that. Uh, it comes out uh, in a little bit more than a week. And so if, you, or if you're interested in that book, you can order it on sandyrios.com. That makes it easy. Also, you can listen to us on Indian Podcast platform. AFR.net is our home base, American Family Radio. But you can listen on Spotify and Amazon, any other of your favorite uh, home bases for that. I want to remind you that Preborn is our sponsor. You can give most generously at preborn.com slash Sandy. Well, thank you for listening to today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.